0: friends. It is me, Katie Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life, from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And on this podcast, we've been running a fundraiser for one of the largest providers of women's scholarships in the nation, which is the Miss America organization. And we've decided to extend that fundraiser. So head on over to my Instagram at KDN underscore pal and go to the link in my bio and you'll see there's a link that says Harbouring Tome Fundraiser. So what I've done is for every five dollars you donate, I've decided to make a ringtone that's kind of fun of me playing the harp that you can download and use as your text ringtone or for a specific person. So 100% of the donations will go to the girls in scholarships and these donations are tax deductible and no donation is too small and I really say that every single dollar counts. Today, we have Justin Powell on the show, who is executive director of YouthLink, which is a program that connects high school and college students to humanitarian programs in their community and abroad. Now, Justin is well-versed in the international world, so I'm really excited to have this conversation. He's lived abroad in Australia, South Korea, Egypt, and Vietnam, as well as led 15 different YouthLink trips to different countries. So he knows how to travel internationally and he knows what it looks like to be in a different culture. So Justin and his wife Brittany have been in the youth link since 1999 and their son and twin daughters are the youngest youth linkers on record. And their family has seen what service has done to change their family and has been sharing that with high schoolers and with college students here in our community. If you found this conversation valuable, make sure to share it with your friends and family and get the word out about this podcast. We also wanna make sure that people like Justin and our guests are getting recognition that they deserve on this show. So make sure to go up and leave a rating and comment saying thanks to our guests. Also make sure to hit follow so you can hear conversations just like this one with Justin every Tuesday morning. If you were a flavor of spices, what spice would you be and why? (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> kind of a
1: unique one. <laughs> a spice, huh?
0: Yeah, a spice.
1: Well, I have to choose one my wife would also like so that we could remain oh, together. I
0: like that. <laughs> which,
1: which rules out quite Good a bit call. of them. Um, let's go with dill.
0: Oh, dill, I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. very complimentary to the taste buds.
1: Yeah, it goes with a lot okay. of things never overpowers nobody thinks it tastes like soap
0: nope I don't feel like anyone's ever like I hate dill either it's a good pretty neutral and flavorful (laughs) I like that
1: unlike cilantro
0: you know I've always loved cilantro and it was only about last year I heard people saying oh it tastes like soap and I was so confused
1: (laughs) some people yeah I'm one of the people who That's so funny. It's like if someone made you a really nice meal and put it in front of you and then they yeah. sprinkle Tide powder on it.
2: <gasps> oh, that's, that's how horrible. I
1: feel when they put cilantro on things. I'm like, why <laughs> did you just ruin this delightful meal?
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so funny. So now I know your cafe Rio salads will not have the cilantro on. Well, time.
1: weirdly enough, I like the dressing.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But it's the fresh sprigs. I just can't do it.
0: That's so funny. (laughs) Justin, we are so thrilled to have you here on the podcast. You just have this depth of knowledge and experience that we're just excited to tap into. So for our podcast listeners, Justin is a part of YouthLink and I just kind of want you to explain to us what you're doing with YouthLink and what does that look like?
1: Yeah, so YouthLink is a nonprofit based in Salt Lake, but we have reach um, locally uh, all over Utah. We support (laughs) um, a lot of different things and youth all over Utah, but we also have reach all over the world in a variety of different countries through a bunch of different partnerships. Um, But Mm -hmm. really what our goal is to do is to create Lifetime Humanitarians. So that's our mission. Everything that we do at YouthLink is to support the development of anyone, but especially youth, um, as they figure out how to become more engaged in doing service and in their communities um, so that we can build more uh, compassionate and inclusive spaces for everybody in our local and global communities.
0: I'm so excited um, to yeah. dive into that and dig into your experiences with that, especially with the kids and with adults teaching them to serve in humanitarian efforts. So how did you how did you find YouthLink? What made you be involved? What's your story?
1: Yeah, so I <laughs> I started volunteering with YouthLink because I got married. Mm-hmm. And my wife who um She had started volunteering with YouthLink when it was founded in 1999. She was a junior in high school at Murray High, and there was a teacher there named Judy. And Mm -hmm. Judy had this idea to take some students uh, through a process of doing a bunch of local service and going on a really cool trip to Kenya and my wife wow. signed up immediately. She was just interested. And I yeah. knew my wife back then, we were really good friends in high school and I knew she was doing this youth Link thing. And that was her thing. And, you know, back yeah. in the nineties, people didn't do this kind of thing so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I was already planning to go visit my friend in Singapore. So, you know, I had Ooh. an international thing on <laughs> yeah. my radar anyway And so she was doing that thing. And then we dated off and on. We have, that could be a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) By the time we got married in 2008, Mm -hmm. uh, she had already been doing so much for YouthLink. She had gone on a few trips. She had been a team leader for YouthLink. She was really in deep. So when we got married, little did I know part of the marriage vow was to also do YouthLink. So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> joined as a mentor that first year in 2008 and went to Thailand and then I I loved it it was really great and then what really made me become really uh, addicted to it was when I went on a trip two years later again to Cambodia
2: mm-hmm. and
1: just I mean I could tell you all sorts of stories about that one but in in the big scope of things that one just won me over to the model of YouthLink and I just started feeling like that could be a place where I could put so much of my passion and my energy. And it really appealed to me. And I started volunteering at at a major level with YouthLink, even doing two trips per year.
2: Wow. That's that's a lot.
1: (laughs) And then there came up. And then in the meantime, I was a teacher um, Mm -hmm. in Salt Lake city school district and the founder, Judy, uh, you know, I, I came up on her radar for a really long time. I was just Brittany's husband. Right. Um, Because Judy knew Brittany, my wife, really well, and I was just her husband. But I started making my own little name for myself, I suppose. And then she said, Hey, we're expanding an after school program we run called Real Life, which supports refugee and immigrant youth. And I think you might be a good fit for that job. Um, Mm -hmm. You should apply. So I'm like, Sure. I had only been teaching for a couple of years, so I wasn't super far into that career. So I applied and I got that job. And before I knew it, boom, bam, boom, the Judy was retiring and I was putting my hat in the ring to become the executive director and I became the director in 2016. Wow.
0: that's quite yeah, the so. journey of, you know, the, the song came in my head when you're saying about your wife, um, the for good from Wicked, uh, because I know you, I've been changed for good, you know, everyone that we meet kind of pulls in an aspect of our lives and, and your wife definitely pulled you into this beautiful new trajectory in your life, you know, um, and that's. Yes. So cool. Probably out
1: of everyone, she probably has had the biggest influence on, you know, just we have so much, we have so many similar values and interests that it's just a really beautiful thing and we keep each other challenged and we keep each Mm -hmm. other motivated to keep doing good. So I think we're a really good match, but she is responsible (laughs) for me to have, you know, to pursue really interesting things like this.
0: So. I love that I, I I I'm hearing that kind of you're you're the wings to each other's what's that phrase The the wing to the wind or you're the wing on each other's. the wind back.
1: beneath my wings
0: that's it I'm like it's a <laughs> phrase it's somewhere in my head yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. my god you got it yeah sure. I love that uh, that's that's beautiful that you've even challenged each other to become some more so tell us the countries that you've been to with YouthLink.
1: Yeah. So, um, I've been to, with YouthLink. I've been to Thailand, um, to Cambodia, a multitude of times. That's mm-hmm. probably where I've been the most with youth link. um, to Vietnam. That ranks pretty high up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Kenya a couple of times wow. to Madagascar a couple of times I have to, to, ask Fiji,
0: too. And- to
1: Fiji and to Peru.
0: Are the are the there's for our podcast listeners, there's some wooden carvings behind his desk. Are those from Kenya?
1: It's the giraffe. Oh yeah, that giraffe is from Kenya.
0: Oh that
1: that is from Madagascar.
0: Oh beautiful. That's from
1: Kenya. That painting's from Vietnam.
0: Oh my goodness. You can't really
1: see that very well, but that's from Nepal.
0: Oh, that's my dream. I really want to go to Nepal. That's my dream.
1: That's my son. When he was one and a half, we went to Kenya and that's him. But when he was two and a half, we went back. And in the first 10 minutes we were there, he met this little boy uh named Faustine. And Atticus jumped out of his stroller, ran over and grabbed Faustine's hand and pulled him into a stroller. And they were inseparable for two weeks.
0: Oh my goodness. It was that's so beautiful. So sweet. Yeah, they
1: were just best friends for two weeks.
0: Was there a language Faust- barrier or was they, is yet, it?
1: no, they didn't speak okay. the same language. Faustine wow. spoke Swahili and Atticus yeah. spoke English, but that didn't matter to them.
2: Oh, and they just
1: so became beautiful. really good friends. Faustine's poor mom couldn't ever get Faustine to go to preschool that for those two weeks. <laughs>
2: Oh no, that poor mother.
1: That's
0: yeah. so beautiful. I want mm-hmm. to kind of jump and dive into um, to this multicultural experience you've haven't you've had. Um and what has that brought to your life to experience other cultures?
1: Um, there's a quote by Saint Augustine and it says, The world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page. Wow. And I love that because um, I think our our lives and our relationships with others and our understanding of ourselves become richer and more uh, grounded and more compassionate as we understand more s- stories and more lived experiences of others. Mm-hmm. And that's where I love service and travel because you. S- Of course, there's so many rich stories right here in our own little bubbles, but there are also a lot of rich stories when we pop out of those bubbles, whether that's here, you know, we're in Salt Lake and there are just different, there are a lot of subcultures within Salt Lake and it's easy to just get into your own, but through service, you can kind of jump into some other areas and interact with people that you don't normally interact with There might be- you know, have a little different programming and how they view the li- their life and what they go through. And it's just a really wonderful thing to be able to consider others' perspectives and mm-hmm. lived experiences. And that helps me reframe things in my life. And it helps me to have a better understanding of who I am.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then going abroad or internationally, that's that's like a huge leap, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. quite a big <laughs> one. And it's... it's uh, the most formative things in my life have really probably had to do with when I've traveled and really been open to just considering different lived experiences as different than my always correct, so to speak, Utah American mindset. Um, yeah. And it's never made me not like being from Utah or, ne- or being from America. It's just helped me to gain a lot more perspective and understanding of how complex and nuanced um, identity really is, which just brings Mm -hmm. me more clarity. Um, And travel is such a big part of that.
0: and service.
1: So you put them together. I mean, that's YouthLink right there.
0: My favorite thing each week is just to listen to the stories of these incredible people on the podcast. They give me confidence in all areas of my life. The Full Confidence Ahead sponsor, Utah Money Moms, has boosted my financial confidence. I remember the first time I heard about them on YouTube. I just found this video about tracking your expenses they had done. And it was so simple and confidence building that I went to their website and started downloading as much material as I could. Make sure you head over to Utah Money Moms com after this episode to sign up for their free webinars on all financial topics from the basics of budgeting to estate planning. Right. Travel and service. Uh, that was really cool that you used that service as as that link and for a youth link, you know, that can mm-hmm. push you to circles that you normally wouldn't be in. And I i am thinking back on my life of service definitely put me in abroad and in circumstances that I would never have necessarily because of my subcultures i wouldn't have met these people who have broadened my perspective so that's really cool that you that you can identify that 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 thing that links us together that will broaden your perspective and enrich in your life is is service um and Mm -hmm. you mentioned a really good point of this this idea of travel can also be intimidating of traveling abroad can be scary um So how did you, how do you overcome that? How, how do you just get out there and go to Kenya? That, that seems really scary to me. I'm like, okay, um, how do you do that?
1: Well, there's a really great way to do it. That's accessible for a lot of people is to join with an organization who organizes Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of the logistics parts. Yeah, because that often is a really scary barrier for people to even figure out how to travel. Is how do I do all the logistics? How do I make sure I'm taken care of and I find the right accommodation and the right places that are safe and all of that. Right. Um, that's where, if you know, something like YouthLink is great because we handle all of that. When you join mm-hmm. us, we we handle all of that, and so right. people can focus on. Uh, other things than worrying about logistics. They can put their um, efforts behind not doing those things, but put it behind connecting with people and uh, preparing for different projects we might be doing with our international partners. Um, For me, um, what I love doing is I just naturally love to plan adventures and figure it out.
2: Oh, I love that.
1: Frankly, I can't remember. I'm not going to try to find this quote, but I read. I've read a couple of times that it's said that excitement of getting ready for something
2: mm-hmm. is
1: often provides more uh, serotonin to your system than the mm-hmm. actual doing of the thing, and the reflecting on the thing, and. We don't remove that from people that do youth, think like they just can look forward and plan on a lot of other ways. But for me, I got a lot of joy off of like figuring out the logistics and mm-hmm. figuring out things we can do. And so I just love that part of it. And so when I started traveling, it was just on my own
2: yeah. and
1: I made mistakes and didn't plan things or didn't understand things but you know what I learned in that process is that people out in the world are really kind and willing to help
2: Uh like one
1: time I it was my first time abroad ever. And I went, yeah. I flew by myself to Singapore to meet up with a friend who was living there on a scholarship. That's
0: a big abroad experience. That's it your was. First time, yeah, like, oh, I was 18. Out. I had just turned <laughs> yeah.
1: 18. And we ended up going up to Thailand from okay. Singapore, which okay. is easier than it sounds. Right. It's pretty But I was really bad at, I didn't know how to plan things correctly. I just thought,
2: okay.
1: I was just naive. But Because of that, I didn't book myself to get back to Singapore in time to make my flight home.
2: Oh, no. So,
1: like, through this whole story of, like, we couldn't get a flight back to Singapore, right? So we had to take by land. So we figured out how to get on a barge to get us back from this island to the mainland. Then we figured out how to get a shuttle from there and then a train from there and then another bus from there. And it Mm -hmm. took, like, two days to get back down to Singapore. Yeah. And I... We came across the border from Malaysia into Singapore. I'm like, okay, my flight's at X o'clock. I
2: think mm-hmm. we're going
1: to make it. My friend, sh- I just hop in a, in a taxi. I go there. My friend goes to uh, the living quarters from, for the, for the yeah. school. And I get to the airport and I realized I f- didn't even remember the right time of my flight. And I've missed my <gasps> flight already.
2: Oh no! And I'm 18.
1: I actually, it's night. It's the year 2000. I also yeah. don't even know where my friend lives.
2: Oh no! I
1: didn't know anything. So I I'm just did. now missed my flight. I'm in the middle of seeing it in the airport.
2: Uh-huh. I'm
1: 18, and I must have looked really lost because then. Um, a Japanese guy came up to me. He told me he was from Japan. And it's like, yeah. are you okay? Can I help you with something? Because oh. I must have looked really
2: lost. <laughs>
0: I'm sure I would And I'm like, probably. I missed
1: my flight. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. If you, know, if you need a place to stay, I have a recommendation of a place that it's like a transit hotel. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. okay. I don't know. Then yeah. a, a family from India came up to me. And they're like, are you like a, a mom? She's like, are yeah. you okay? And I'm like, I missed my flight. And I don't know what to do. She's like, "Oh, let me help you. So she took me to the the agent and we got it figured out, but they couldn't get me on a flight until the next day. Okay. So she's like, do you need some help? In the meantime, like, no, my friends, my friend lives in Singapore. I'll figure out. And I knew (laughs) my friend had been staying with a family with the last name Chen. Okay. That's all I knew. So oh, I went to no. the phone book because phone books were still a thing back then. And I opened up the white <laughs> pages and there's like a million oh, chins. I'm like, oh my, my gosh, God. I don't know where these Chens people live. i had only spent like two days in Singapore because we went to Thailand oh, no. and I was really dumb. Well, it worked out, but I just went and got in a taxi. Yeah. And I didn't even know where to tell him to take me. But <laughs> I got in a taxi and I just said some words uh-huh. And they started driving and I was just like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Why did I just get oh in a taxi
2: goodness.
1: by the sheer miracle? I really believe this is God watching out for me. I started yeah. recognizing some landmarks
2: Oh my by goodness. some sheer
1: miracle. And I told the driver where to turn. And bef- and bim, bam, boom, I landed in front of my friend's house where they had been staying
0: oh my goodness that's empirical. it was a
1: miracle so then i got there i had to hop their fence to say i missed my flight so then the next day the parents like the host family took me back to the airport. That's but crazy. you know i that's how i figured out how to travel
0: you know i i love that you've had this idea too like Mistakes were made, and sometimes figuring out how to travel is making mistakes, and it's okay. It's it's gonna happen. It's okay. You're just gonna keep working through it.
1: (laughs) So you know, I've had other mistakes since then. That was just the first one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you say that too. Like that was just the first one, and you know Mm -hmm. that's part of humanity. That's that's just what we do. And actually, your stories of everyone coming up to you just that's beautiful to me. That. That gives me a perspective on the world. You know, we see the news and there's a lot of turmoil, but you know what? There's a lot of good people too. Yeah,
1: Most of the world is good. Mm, Honestly, when I, uh, our founder, Judy, always says the strongest four letters in the human language is in the English language is H-E-L-P,
2: help. I love
0: that.
1: Well, if you ask people for help, they're going to do what they can. Yeah. They just will. People are, people are good. And I have found that to be true in all aspects of my life.
0: I found that to be true in school with my tests, with my life too. I I agree. I think that's, I I think maybe one of the most brave things that we can ever do is asking for help. Yes, it is. And that is
1: usually the barrier is our own fear for asking for help.
0: That's me all the way. I think sometimes we have this stubborn nature. or At least let me reflect that on me. I do where it's hard to ask for help, but but as soon as you do, there's this overwhelming overwhelming just goodness around you of people who are willing to band around you and help you. So that's mm-hmm. really beautiful. It's true,
1: and yeah. I have found that all over here at home and all mm-hmm. over the world, people yeah. are just lovely.
0: I love that. So you've also been involved with after-school programs with with refugees, and tell us about what do refugees bring in our community.
1: Uh, say that question How can, again. What
0: do the refugees bring to our community? Oh,
1: what do they bring to our community? Well, they bring a lot of work ethic. Mm-hmm. They build. They bring a lot of um, passion. Mm-hmm. They are so. You know, if when they're resettled through the the refugee programs, I mean, they've gone through a lot. Oh yeah. Um, to get here, I mean, one, they've gone through a lot in their lives. Obviously, they're fleeing from their homeland for a variety of reasons, but then even to qualify to come to the U.S., they go through an incredibly strict uh, vetting process.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, by the time they get placed in the U.S. or, or Utah, I mean, they are ready to take these opportunities to start a new life really seriously. And so they're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I work with a lot of refugees and a, a common story from them is we are, we were so grateful to get here. It was a dream. And then that first year especially was so hard. We wondered if we should wow. have just stayed in a refugee camp yeah because it's hard i mean they don't speak the language they don't have access to high paying jobs they mm-hmm. they're also undergoing to some degree depending who it is um, you know mental health issues from having oh, yeah. been in tra- traumatic experiences they're going through a lot but you know they have work ethic and passion like you wouldn't believe and they have been given a second chance at a at, at a at a new life, in a stable life, and they're not going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. And really the issues that we can help them with are just one being there for them because it's hard. It's hard to start a new life. I mean, even, you know, let's say you go on an LDS mission. It's hard when you're over there, but thankfully there's a whole bunch of structures around you to support you so that you can power through the homesickness and the foreignness of it all. And You know, we want to provide that support system for refugees here. And then, of course, provide them opportunities to develop the skills they need to um, access all of the opportunities available to them here. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's really joyful.
0: I love that. And it is really joyful. I was an English as a second language teacher for a long time. And, and it was beautiful to help people who are, were coming in to learn the language. But you also realize like the language barrier and the culture barrier, it's, it's hard because they have so much to offer our society. There's so much richness and culture and depth and passion. Um, and a lot of times that language barrier makes it really hard to to initially start to share those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best thing, I realized that, you know, our languages can be different, but a smile is universal. And I, I taught people, I, I speak Portuguese and I taught some Portuguese speakers ESL. So that was easier where I could communicate with them on a different language. But then mm-hmm. I also taught some ESL speakers where I did not speak their native language. And that's difficult, but thumbs up and smiles always communicated, you know? Yeah, and there are
1: always <laughs> ways to communicate. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. where there's a will there's a way.
0: Absolutely. And and when I tried to kind of sit there and understand them and be in their shoes as well and just look and try to communicate in different ways than just verbally there there was this breath and I started to appreciate them more and what they were actually bringing in depth to my life and I'm so grateful for the depth. So how can we kind of what are what are good ways that we can seek out to help include refugees better in our community?
1: <clears throat> well, I think a really great way is to uh, go to organizations first who mm-hmm. do work with them a lot. And mm-hmm. there are a lot in Utah, especially in the Wasatch Front.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, some of the first stop organizations that kind of resettle the refugees and initially kind of manage their, their resettlement are the International Rescue Committee yep. and Catholic Community Services. Those are yeah. really great places Initially, But then once they're here for a while, a while, there are other peripheral organizations that help in different maybe uh, and take on a different niche to what they might need. Um, there's mm-hmm. the Asian Association of Utah, which I believe now they're called the Refugee and Immigrant Center. Okay. And they kind of take over from there a lot of times and provide uh, expanded services Um YouthLink's uh, YouthLink right. has a program called Real Life. Uh, that's mm-hmm. our after-school program that specifically works with the teens and tweens
2: mm-hmm. um, in an
1: after-school capacity. But I would, you know, I would just recommend finding an organization that can kind of direct your your efforts. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, go to World Refugee Day. It's every mm-hmm. June,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just be there and celebrate and um, that, that's like a simple and fun way to just show that you're glad they're here and that you're celebrating that they, they are mm,
2: and like that, that
1: they're welcome here. I mean, that goes a long ways. You can often, um, through IRC or CCS or a variety of organizations, be kind of matched with a family to kind of connect with them so you can give them that extra level of support. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of ways that people can support, support them.
2: I love
0: that you've pointed out also jumping onto organizations that are already there because sometimes sometimes me being a little ambitious soul I like want to go out and and go help but that that helps me channel my ambition to something that will that's already showing that it's helping people that I know will be successful so that's so helpful
1: yeah I mean that's the best way to do it yeah. for sure because those structures already exist and so it's you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, if you have a natural uh, connection in some way, like there's one in your neighborhood, a family moved into your neighborhood or uh, something like that, of course. I mean, be a friend. Just be a yeah. friend. A genuine that. one, you know, not from a place of, you know, condescension, but just
2: yeah.
1: they're they're the same as we are. They, they often... <laughs> Depending on the person, some of them have more education than I do. It's just they <laughs> right. are now in a new system.
2: Right. And, you
1: know, there's, they're just wonderful people. And it's, it's really lucky that we
2: have uh,
1: such a robust refugee community here. And Utah is really just an anomaly. It's such a great community of resettlement here. A lot of organizations to support and a lot of really welcoming faces. I think we're really a welcoming community
2: to refugees as well.
0: I'm really grateful for our state because of that is, is what well, I hope that we continue to be and continue to push forward. And that's one thing um, that I have gained for my, for my state of having some, just being able to welcome other cultures in and being inclusive yeah. and, and, We're one of the best states to have culinary, like celebrate different culinary areas. And that's beautiful that Yeah,
1: we're a lot more metro, as they say, than people think.
0: (laughs) And it's I I love that um a word that I'd like to use is just eclectic in our in our cultures. And and I think that's the beauty of Utah is kind of this eclecticness that it's welcoming to other people and that we can celebrate rather than demean. I I liked how you use those words. And as we're kind of wrapping up our conversation, I want to ask you the question. That We always ask our interviewees here, and that is, what piece of advice would you give your younger self to boost your confidence?
1: You know, I would tell myself to be okay with not always having the answer for where you think your destination needs to be
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and embrace the journey also being your destination. Because sometimes I want, I think that if I saw something down the road that seemed too hard to get to, that it would stress me out, and maybe I wouldn't pursue it mm-hmm. because I would think, "Oh, to get there would be so hard." Or I would feel like an interloper because I, that's not for me. Those are, that's for other people.
2: Right. But
1: I wish I would just have reminded myself that following what you find interesting and fascinating, just follow on that. On that journey and be present in that moment and really amazing things will happen along the journey and maybe you'll end up somewhere else that you didn't even think you were going to go to but it's going to be better if you're enjoying that time
0: mm, as you go that. you know life life is a journey it's we're traveling along and i i really love that And i love the thoughts you presented here and where can people find you or where can they find youth link is their website or how can people find you in the future
1: yeah, so if they want to find YouthLink, they can go to YouthLink with a C, Y O Y O U T H L I N C dot org, or we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's just YouthLink. You'll find us there. Um, and if they want to find me, they can contact me via um, our our website or um, the social media, and they'll see they'll see me on there or have a chance to contact youth link and they can find me easily there's only like seven employees so it's not like i'm hard to track down
0: so you're i know i like when you pop the youth link page like you're right there so yeah
1: that's the best place to find me Mm
0: -hmm. perfect well we appreciate you and your thoughts so much thank you for being on the podcast today yeah thanks for having me I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a Money Master Course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners, so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash PAL, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the Money Master Course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category then using the code katieann with no spaces to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together.